The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. In every part of church history, there have been those who have missed the mark on expressing the saving message of eternal salvation. Have there been periods of church history where no one was saved because the message was so poorly distributed? That is the question we will be talking about today here on Grace in Focus. Thank you for joining us today. This is the podcast and broadcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. We want you to go to our website and find out more about us. And our website is faithalone.org. We have hundreds of articles there and other resources for you, videos, blogs, and books, and our magazine, Grace in Focus. You'll find it all at faithalone.org. Now with today's question and answer discussion, here is Bob Wilkin. I have a question today from Jake, and it's a very interesting question. He writes it to me and to Ken Yates and says, It seems like most of church history is filled with work salvation once you reach the medieval period and into the early modern period. Were people still saved during this time, even during all the bad teaching of the day? And how did everything go so wrong? So let me answer the second question first. How did everything go so wrong? Well, if you read the book of Galatians, you can see that in the very early church that was written around 49 A.D., So around 16 years after Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension, already in 49 AD, you've got people who are preaching what Paul calls in verses 8 and 9 of chapter 1 of Galatians a false gospel. They're trying to pervert the gospel of Christ, the message of justification by faith alone apart from works. And they're trying to introduce work salvation. That's while the apostles are still alive. And you see this in 1 John as well, that there were antichrists and they were denying that Jesus had come in the flesh and we're not exactly sure what their various denials were, but they were also trying to get believers to doubt the promise of everlasting life, 1 John 2, verses 24 to 26. So there, there were already work salvation people in the first century during the life of the apostles. Thomas F. Torrance wrote a book called The Doctrine of Grace in the Apostolic Fathers, and he shows that to a man, the apostolic fathers, which were the people who were after the apostles, the people who wrote, they all lost the concept of by grace through faith apart from works salvation. They all believed in some form of works salvation. And so it should be no surprise that that was a continual problem throughout church history. And it didn't just creep up in the medieval period. It goes all the way back to the beginning of the church age. And it didn't stop with the Reformation. A lot of people have the naive notion that when Luther tacked his 95 theses on the Wittenberg door in 1519, that suddenly the work salvation teaching became an extreme minority in the church. No, it's maintained a dominant position. Orthodoxy and Catholicism remain the dominant forces within Christianity. 
And of course, after the Reformation, very quickly it became clear that Calvinism itself fractured and you had the Arminians who followed a Calvinist named uh, Jacobus Arminius. Those people believed you could lose everlasting life and they believed in a form of works salvation. And the Calvinists themselves over the years have gotten to where they preach a form of works salvation. At least most of them, not all, but most Calvinists preach some form of works salvation. So in terms of how it happened, it happened because people did not think that justification by faith alone apart from works or regeneration by faith alone apart from works made sense. They thought that was easy believism or cheap grace. And so as a result, it was rejected at the time of the apostles. It was rejected during the ministry of the Lord Jesus as well. It was rejected during the church up until the Reformation and since then. But saying it was rejected doesn't mean nobody believed in John 3.16 or Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 or the free gift of everlasting life. According to Paul in Romans 9 to 11, there was a remnant in Paul's day of Jewish believers. And uh, his implication in that passage is there will always be a remnant until the rapture occurs and until the end of the tribulation. There will always be a remnant of Jewish believers. And the same is true of Gentiles. There's always Gentile believers. And so the fact that we don't have writings that have come down to us before the Reformation of people who are saying that we're saved by faith alone apart from works doesn't mean there weren't people who believe that. Obviously, there were many people who believed that in each generation. And those people had small churches and those people evangelized people and led people to faith in Christ. But either they didn't write books or the books they wrote weren't preserved by the Catholics or the Orthodox. And as a result, we don't have writings to show that, but we know such people had to exist because God always has a witness. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And God sends out messengers in every generation to tell the promise of everlasting life. And some people believe in every generation. So, In terms of Jake's question, the first part of it is, were people still saved even during all the bad teachings? The answer is absolutely they were. And they were saved the same way we are, by grace through faith, apart from works. And it's difficult for people to believe because there's so many traditions within Christianity, mind you, that contradict the faith alone position. That's certainly true today. If you think about the cults, if you think about Arminianism, uh, you think about Calvinism, you think about Catholicism, you think about Orthodoxy, those groups are all pretty much united around faith plus works needed for Uh, everlasting life. In fact, now it's quite common for everybody to talk about final salvation, and you want to win final salvation by persevering in faith and good works. Calvinists talk that way, Arminians talk that way, Catholics talk that way. I mean, it's just exceedingly common. But there are people who get it. 
And there have always been people who've gotten it. Well, thanks, Jake, for uh, a great question. Now I've got a shorter question for Matt. I think we can get it in here. Matt says, it gives an example. And he says, let's say Cole tells his daughter, Jennifer, that Jesus gives everlasting life to whoever believes in him for it. Jennifer then believes that statement. Does this mean Jennifer believes in her father, Cole, or does she believe in Jesus? That's a great question. Uh, I recently did a YouTube video on Ray Comfort and the Way of the Master on uh, one of his shows, Season 1, Episode 10 of his Way of the Master YouTube series. And what I found is when he evangelized this man on the street, he spent about four, four and a half minutes trying to convince the man that not only was he a sinner, but that he was a very bad person. And then the man granted him a little more time to tell him what he needed to do to be saved. And so for the last 25 seconds, he told the man uh, what he needed to do to be saved. And basically what he said is, Jesus died on the cross for your sins. And if you repent and trust in Jesus, then he will give you salvation and you will escape eternal condemnation in hell. Something like that. He did not give a single scripture. He did not say, Jesus said, he who believes in me has everlasting life. He didn't say, Jesus said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but has everlasting life. He didn't quote a single scripture. So I was thinking... If someone believed what he said, I was wondering, like Matt, would they be believing the Lord Jesus Christ or would they be believing Ray Comfort? It seems to me we need to be very careful that we identify what we are saying with the promise of the Lord Jesus Christ, not our promise. And we need people to understand that they're believing a promise that an actual historical person who lived a sinless life died on the cross for our sins and rose again, the God-man that he made. And so if our faith is not specifically in the Lord Jesus Christ, then we're not yet born again. If your parents tell you something and you believe what they're saying, well, then you're only believing as much as you've been told. And so it's vitally important, I think, for mom and dad to tell people what the Lord Jesus Christ actually said. Give them John 3.16. Have them memorize John 3.16. Make sure they know it comes from the Bible, that this is from God's Word. This isn't something that mom and dad made up. This is not some religion we've devised. This is from God himself, and this is what the Lord Jesus Christ, the God-man, has said. Now, a child is not going to understand how God can be a man any more than we can understand how God became a man. In fact, less than, obviously, we can believe that God became a man, but they can understand that this is a person in history, 
and this is a person who died for us, and this is a person who makes an amazing promise. And once they believe that promise, they have everlasting life. So let's all be careful. Let's point people to Jesus, and let's give them Scripture as an anchor. Because if all we do is tell them the saving message without giving them any Scripture, we run the risk that people are believing in us, not believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. I encourage all of you to think about this very question and to be very clear when you share your faith that the promise of life comes from the Lord Jesus Christ as recorded in the Word of God. Thanks so much for listening. Keep grace in focus. Did you miss an episode of Grace in Focus that you really wanted to hear? Just come to faithalone.org. We have all our past episodes right there on the site. In addition, we have all kinds of free resources available for you. It's all designed to help you mature and grow in your understanding of Scripture. So come visit us at faithalone.org. Our team is really great about answering questions, comments, and feedback. If you've got some, we hope to hear from you. Let me give you our email address so you can do just that. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next episode, the story of a man who searched a long time for the assurance of salvation. But then it came suddenly when truth was realized. Join us next time, and until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.